Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 272. Resistance is part of your path with Patrice Washington. There's this weird kind of magic that happens when you put yourself out there, whether it's, you know, in public or privately, you say, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go after this. I'm going to work on this habit. I'm going to try this race. I'm going to do this creative project. And you start to work towards it. And as soon as you start, that weird magic happens where there's all these obstacles that get in your way. This is resistance, friends. And usually resistance shows up anytime you are about to do something different and hard and stretch yourself. But it's also a sign that you are doing something good and worthy. Now, resistance can be circumstantial. It can also be mental and emotional and spiritual. But you are sure to find it whenever you are ready to push to the next level. Now, that is something that we talk about in this episode with Patrice Washington. We talk about this whole idea of new level, new devil. Whenever you are ready to go up to the next level, there's going to be a new devil there waiting for you. And you cannot move forward without also accepting that resistance is part of the equation. It is part of your path. Today, Patrice is going to walk you through how to better deal with resistance when it comes up for you, however superficial, however circumstantial, or however deep and really heavy. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. 
This is our month of Encore episodes. We are re-airing some of our crowd favorite and personal favorites of mine, episodes that you likely have not heard because we have so many of them. Now, since I'm taking a break from many parts of my business, I want you to join the Go-Getter newsletter so you can still hear from me weekly. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter to sign up for that weekly We Got This email. Now, last week, I also announced to you that we are making a few changes. Dear Progressor is going to be every other month, so we are going to start that next month. But in the meantime, I want you to apply to be on my show. Now, we have incredible experts that come on the show all the time, but you are the expert of your own progress story, and this community needs to hear from you. So I am accepting the rest of July formal applications to be a full-blown guest on the show. It's so easy to do. Go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. And that's where you can also see how to submit your Dear Progressor episode note or to apply to be a formal guest on the show. I promise you that the members of this community are experts in their own lives and we need to hear from them. We need to hear from you. So again, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. Now it's time to air my episode with the amazing, lovely, talented, and so brilliant Patrice Washington. You're going to love her. Uh, Hey there, my name is Patrice Washington, and I have been known for about a decade now as America's Money Maven, also the host of Redefining Wealth. And what that really means is I'm really just a woman who is passionate about changing the way this generation views wealth. I truly believe that it's more than just money and material possessions. I believe that wealth, like its 12th century definition states, is all about well-being And I just live my life with that mission uh, through my podcast, now through my new books that I'm working on now, uh, through speaking all over the world, and just being a champion of women in particular. I just Mm -hmm. want to know that uh, wealth building doesn't have to come with as much stress and strife as we make it. Yeah, Uh, It can come with a sense of peace and ease and grace if we allow it. Hmm. Well, that whole premise is what drew me into you. And I've learned so much from you and your podcast, especially you just give so much to people. So I want to thank you first, because what you put out there is so unique too. I think so much of what we hear, especially like you're saying in our generation is we need to be hungrier for wealth. We need to work harder for it. That, that needs to be the one and sole motivation of our lives. And I love that you aren't about that but how it's a tool. So I'm going on a tangent there, but just thank you, Patrice. What you're putting out there is amazing. No, I appreciate that. So part of taking chances, which you've gotten really good at with a lot of practice, uh, that comes with a lot of resistance. And this is something you did a whole episode on. um, So I'm going to direct people to that, but we're going to direct this resistance piece to my audience who are recovering perfectionists. These are people who get caught up in obsessing or they get caught up in procrastination. It's kind of the either or cycle. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like um, as you are working on yourself and you meet resistance? What is resistance? Well, first of all, um, I have learned to expect resistance because Mm, like every time you are getting out of your comfort zone and as a a recovering do too muchier, I probably (laughs) too much. (laughs) Yeah. As someone who's recovering from always wanting to do things 10 times better than it even called for, um, Mm -hmm. recognizing that progress beats perfection any day of the week, you know? Yeah. Um, I realized though, that stretching myself, even out of that comfort zone, because it does become what's comfortable because you're used to it and stretching myself, mm-hmm. to just turn it in 
or just mm -hmm. the book or just launch the podcast or just freaking do it and stop talking about it. Um, I'm always met with resistance. I think that anything mm. that you're going to be, you're going to put out into the world, um, especially again, if it's out of your comfort zone, but if it's something that's greater than you, uh, you know, you have to understand and embrace the fact that greatness requires you to expect resistance. It requires you to expect that, you know, obstacles will be thrown in your way and that distractions will come up. And that, you know, no matter what social media looks like, everyone has challenges and mm -hmm. has circumstances that are not the most ideal. It's just that some of us choose to keep pushing through and others of us allow it to plant a seed of doubt that just stops us in our tracks. Okay. So what, I mean, there's so many ways I want to take this, but one, I just love that you're clarifying everyone has this no matter what level you are at in your life, whether this is personal or business or relationships, resistance is going to be there and to expect it when you're trying something new and you're getting out of the comfort zone. What does it look like for you? What does resistance um, manifest itself as? When we're experiencing any level of resistance, it's really easy to slip into, oh my goodness, nothing is going my way or this is not what I planned for. Or, this is not ideal, but it's not permanent. It's yes. a season seems daunting and it seems like, oh my gosh, this is going to go on forever. But no matter what it is, I know personally for me, I always try to keep right in front of me the fact that this is literally a season and I need to buckle down and learn the lessons and figure out what the season has come to teach me. Like, what is it? What are the limiting beliefs I have about how I perform in a space that's, that's not what I want it to be? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's a story. All of mm -hmm. it leads back to a story that we've made up. And for seasons and seasons and years and decades, it served us. But what happens when it no longer serves you? It has mm -hmm. to be kind of thrown up in your face almost for you to like be able to take a moment, take a step back, look at it and go, okay, what did I make up about this? Like, why is this? Why am I making this a bigger deal than it is? And not to trivialize because some people are really facing, you know, maybe bigger types of resistance, but no matter what it is, I really believe that nothing happens to us to happens for us. And it's always that opportunity to look at our beliefs, look at our behavior and go, does this still serve me? Hmm. This still is like, does this actually work? And am I allowing this to stop me from the greatness that's on the other side? Am I allowing this to stop me from the blessing that could be on the other side of this? And then you get to make a choice. Am I going to push through, move around it, go under it, climb over it if I have to? Or am I just going to sit here and stop? Hmm. Because stopping doesn't get you any closer either. So you might as well push through. Okay. I'm glad you're speaking to how you want to respond to resistance. I think it's just human nature that you take any sign of it being difficult or it not going well, um, or the self doubt, the comparison, I give it, it comes out so many different ways, resistance, right? Oh yeah. But you take that as a sign that you're on the wrong path or you see it as too hard or you let it be an excuse. Um, all of those things. Why do you think we, as you know, people who might uh, lend to more perfectionist uh, tendencies in their minds, why do they see resistance as a sign of, you know, dot, 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 that they're not supposed to keep going, that they're not worthwhile, that they can't do this? 
you know, I think it's kind of a default for some of us, especially if we grew up. Um, if we grew up already kind of having those seeds of doubt planted, mm -hmm. like you already have heard different things. I think verbal influences are huge. And I know for me growing up, even, you know, growing up in the church back in the day, whenever something didn't work out for folks, I would hear people say, well, that must mean God doesn't want me to do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the first part of this was God told you to do it. And now that you run up against some level of resistance, now you're saying, well, God, that must mean that God doesn't want me to do it. And I just, I, I grew up feeling like, but what if you just need to like learn something? Like, what if it's not that you're not supposed to do it? Maybe you just need to build, build the muscle. And I know there's a million ways to do anything. Um, so why do we allow ourselves to just stop at the first sign of of any level of resistance like that's not it like it seems easier right like i think we delude ourselves by thinking oh it's easier to not persist yeah but in the end it's not any easier right like you're still back in this comfort zone that's not even comfortable right and many of us it's like let's not even make it about not being in the comfort zone many of us stay in being miserable yeah. It's one thing to be comfortable. It's another thing to just be flat out miserable and accept staying in that misery because you don't want um, the fear of rejection or the fear of failure mm. or something. Yeah. You really have a fear of success. And because we know if we're the ones that make it, um, we could be kicked out of the tribe. That primal instinct that we want to be yeah. like the folks that we grew up around or the, the clan that we came from. And if we get some level of success or we are able to actually, you know, achieve our goals, but we are around people who never have been able to, what will they say about us? How will they treat us? We'll be seen differently. And it's, it's so counterintuitive if you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Right. It's like you want to do things to, to a level of excellence or to the best of your ability, but then you don't want the reward for doing it. Hmm. Which is... Well, Go ahead. I mean, that's, that's extreme. Like I know people who, yeah. you know, that I've served that will self-sabotage. They will do all the work and then get to the very end and then sabotage. Yeah. Oh, I, that's my life story up till a certain point, you know, when I realized that resistance doesn't need to be scary. I, I think we are afraid of resistance because like you were saying here, the fear we associate with it we put a meaning on the resistance that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And like you've, you've talked about, look for the, if you're looking for the lesson and you expect the resistance when it comes, it's like, Oh, there you are. Yeah. What are you here to teach me? Exactly. Cause now you have a plan. Like the thing about mm -hmm. expecting resistance is figuring out how you're going to deal with it. It's figuring hmm. out if I know that it's coming, right. How do I find the ways that I maneuver through that? because it's coming. It's just as surely as you keep breathing, it's coming, right? It's, yeah. it's not like an if, it's just when. And mm -hmm. so if we learn to expect it, then we can set up those, those mechanisms or those rituals or those habits that we kind of default to, to help us work through it. Um, mm. And so I, well, a big thing for me is like shifting my energy. So even though I'm not extremely happy about living in a hotel right now, Monica, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I relate. We've done the same the last month. So oh my gosh, yeah, we understand. So, you know, I made my husband go, not made. I asked him politely. 
Yeah, of course you did. I sent it to Target to get you know, <laughs> yeah. calendar, uh, uh, candles and mm. air freshener and yeah. different things to just spruce up the space. Like even though, yes, there's, there's housekeeping service. When, when we get up, I make my daughter make her bed. I make the bed. I still, you know, I do the things that I know help me get to the right vibration. Like okay, yeah, takes to help me get to that space. I literally have big yellow post-its up in one corner um, that have these affirmations and, and different things on it. I love that. It's it's what helps me, and it's what I would do even if I were in my own space. So I know some of the things that I can default to when I feel myself slipping into a funk. And I, ooh, yeah, you know, I know that funks are coming, right? Like funk is going to come. I, as, as encouraging as I know people believe me to be, and I, I know that I am encouraging, like even the encourager needs encouraging. Yes. And that's okay. And it's okay to admit that. And it's okay to figure out what are the ways that you can, you know, again, prepare yourself for the funk and know that when it's coming on, when I'm starting to feel antsy or when I'm starting to feel some level of anxiousness, what are the go-to things? For me, it's journaling. For me, it's working out. For me, it's putting up affirmations. For me, it's burning mm-hmm. candles. It might be using a little sage, you know, it could be having a quick dance party in the middle of the freaking day. I know the people next door probably think I don't work. Uh, <laughs> what is she doing here? Um, you know, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's whatever it takes to help you get over that hump. And again, mm-hmm. mine in this season right now is just being in this space that I'm currently in. But if you listen to my story, I've been met with so many levels of resistance. When I, mm-hmm. when I was launching Redefining Wealth, um, I, I got the seed planted that it was something that I needed to do. I knew that my career and what I was doing as just a finance, not just, but a personal finance expert and everything I did with Real Money Answers, that it was still really relevant work, but that I was being called to do something Hmm. and to share what I felt was the truth. And so I didn't, I'll be honest, like I was doing well. I was doing well financially. I had a great brand. I was on the Steve Harvey show every week. Like who's mad? Wow. Yeah. Change anything, right? And yeah. So when it started coming up, I was like, no, maybe you mean in a couple of years, God. You know what I mean? Like right mm-hmm. now, things are mm-hmm. kind of sweet right now. And then my site got hacked. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. It wasn't like a little hack. You know, something. Oh no. It'll get hacked and people may redirect the domain to some other. No, they deleted hardcore. <gasps> it was really bad. Oh, that's devastating. And by the time we could get anything restored, it was a shell of a site. So, so much of my wow. was gone. It looked like it was there, but there was really nothing there under the surface. And Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then um, a, a brand, a well-known brand, after several years of having my trademark, decided that they were going to reach out to me with a cease and desist about taking down my wow. site that had just been hacked like a month before. And I was mm-hmm. like okay, if these aren't signs, right? And so in one, in, in, I know that some people could go through something very similar, Monica, and go, you know what? I just need to give up on the whole business. Maybe this is not what yeah. I'm be doing. Maybe mm-hmm. everything is too hard. Maybe this, maybe that. And I saw it as the lesson being it's time 
to pivot. It's time. Yeah. It's time to shift. And instead of even trying to keep the shell of a site up, I just had them shut it down, put up a splash page. I did not know what was coming soon. I did not have everything worked out for redefining wealth. I hadn't hired anyone to support me yet in bringing it to life. I just knew that I couldn't be lukewarm and I couldn't straddle the fence. I couldn't hmm. be right over here and then thinking about what was new. I needed, I needed to, I felt in that season, be okay with letting go and embracing what could be on the other yeah. side. And that was the biggest blessing of my professional career because wow. I love everything I do with Redefining Wealth and I love the community of women that I attract. And mm-hmm. I did not have that before. I was doing well, but the fulfillment was just not the same. Got it. Well, I think there's just this delicate balance in what you're teaching me about allowing and persisting at the same time, Mm -hmm. allowing the resistance to be there, allowing the lessons, allowing even the redirection and the pivoting that needs to come, but also persisting and taking action. I love that you started even just with simple things in your environment. Um, A lot of what we talk about so often, especially in, I think our generation is really drawn to this, these mindset shifts. And I love that, but that's complicated for someone who that's new. I think where we can start is acting the way you want to think, you know, and, and that's the actions that really is, is what propels you to change the mindset. I believe in, in my experience. So for someone who is getting stuck in some resistance, maybe they're experiencing big discomfort or self doubt, or even something external, like, like you just said, the site being hacked, or maybe they're working on a marathon and they just, um, I don't know, broke their ankle you know, there's, there's always something like that too. What can they do to persist? What's on the other side of the persisting? Um, so they know what they're headed towards and how can they do it? I think one of the first things that you can do is give yourself permission to ask for support. Yeah. Um, Hmm. too often that try to navigate all of this by ourselves and I love community and I love Um, you know, getting support because it's that reminder that you're not alone and that you're not the first, you're not the last, right? Like this is normal. And I think that when we hide out and feel like it's just us, it it makes us feel crazy. It makes us feel like, oh my gosh, no one else understands. But truly there's probably a community of people out there who understand and you can be a complete stranger, but because they identify, they care. They, they have empathy. I just got off one of my group calls and the way that, um, you know, the women rallied around one woman in particular who was struggling with some childhood trauma stuff. It was just beautiful oh, to see, yeah. right? And so that reminder for me is why my name on Instagram is Seek Wisdom, right? It's, mm-hmm. that, it's that foundational thing for me is to seek wise counsel, seek support, yeah. ask for help, get mentorship, get coaching, because there is nothing in life that we have to do alone. If we do it alone, that was a choice, but there's life that we have to do alone. And that's, I feel that's probably one of the hardest things, but it's going to be one of the most rewarding decisions you can make when you Mm -hmm. out community and you allow yourself to share and be vulnerable um, and recognize that you're not unique. I know we'd love to believe we were unique, but the truth is um, there's nothing new under the sun and whatever we've experienced, someone else is. So that's one step in the right direction. And for me, uh, seek community, seek community that for me, that started as getting therapy though. Yes. Like I, same here. That's the first step for me too. Yeah. Counseling therapy. 
And then some of the things that I said, I, you know, I do use affirmations, but I don't use affirmations and say them and then just walk away and hope something happens. Like my exactly my affirmations are created to steer my action. Got it. Oh, like I, that is good. Yeah. They're, they're created to remind me of what it is I say I want and who it is I say I want to become. And therefore, what are the actions I need to take on a daily basis? Because if my calendar is not filled with those actions, then I'm just lying to myself yeah. and anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do use affirmations, but I use them to, again, just direct me in in or steer me in the direction of the actions that I know I need to take. And that's what my calendar is based on. Um, I do believe in just changing uh, your environment. Like if you are already feeling kind of down about something, any level of resistance, being in a space filled with clutter does not help. Yeah. Being <laughs> so true. That is just, I'm going to just keep it real. That's just junky. Like, Clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. And if you are trying to work your way through some level of resistance, the truth is the answers that you need are probably right there in front of you. You can't see them because they're being blocked by the mound of clutter that you're dealing with. Mm. They're being blocked by the energy that keeps draining you when you walk past that pile of laundry. If you keep allowing that to swirl around your mind, how are you going to even see the lesson that the resistance came to teach you? You can't, you can't, this, this is stuff that we have to learn to deal with. It only serves you. It only unlocks your creativity. It only prepares the path, you know, for, for your, um, opportunity to just find the answers that you're looking for. And so often we're looking for things outside of ourselves, but the truth is we probably have it. It's just really, it's blocked. And so, yeah. We want to go do all the other cute stuff um, and the, the busy work, but we don't like to stop and do the stuff that, that no one else can see. You can clean up the outside all you want, but um, it takes both. It's, it takes yeah. work in both areas. And that is something practical. I always tell people, if you want to feel just a sense of relief and release, just clean up something. Mm-hmm. Clean up something and you'll, it, it feels like magic, but you will see um, those things that have felt stuck or blocked will open up for you. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Okay. So I'm just going to review a little bit of what you said. So we seek community. You can work on affirmations coupled with action and work on your environment. I mean, I had a guest last week, we actually talked about how to get out of a funk. So that's what you talked about too. Is she said that the first thing she does is work on her hygiene, you know, is those small actions. Um, what, what else would you say as another, um, one or two steps that they, they should start taking to work through this particular rough path? I think, um, where I, I like the hygiene tip and I would relate that to what I talk about with the fit pillar is, um, you know, take like making sure that you are taking care of your physical body, because I really feel that whatever the rough pillar is or that rough patch is, you have a vision or an expectation of what should, what it should be. Right. And so if you have a vision for something on the other side of this, then it's still your duty to protect the vessel needed to execute the vision. And I think sometimes, again, like I started saying, sometimes when we are feeling even challenges with work or money or something, we think that staying up all night is the answer. We think that, 
you know, forcing ourselves to do all this, you know, relentless stress and strife when it comes to the money and work pillars is the thing. But I've learned running or walking or just going to the gym, getting some cardio in, lifting some weights, just doing something because the other side of that thing physical, it makes you feel better about you. Mm-hmm. And now you can prioritize everything else that needs to get done as opposed to putting the burdens and the problems of this world above you. And now you never get to you because those things are so heavy and they weigh you down and you never feel like you even have the right. And one of the things that I do in, I don't know if I shared it in that episode, um, but one of the things that I do in my prayer journal in particular is in the morning, if I do feel myself Um, experiencing any level of anxiety about something I have to do throughout the day or just any, again, like that, just where we go back and forth. I call it the what ifs, you know, you can, uh like you have a whole story going on in your head and it's all, well, what if this, what if that, well, what if, Uh so I write on one side of um, a piece of paper, the what ifs, and I just let it out. I just, what is it? Because when we don't give it a name, it's really hard to like zero in on it and figure out how we're going to tackle it. So So I like like peeling back the layers. Yeah. Like, what is it? Why do I feel this way? Why, why am I feeling so annoyed? Why am I feeling so irritated? What am I really frustrated about? And so I sit with it and then I write out all the what ifs, Um, you know, Hmm. what if it takes longer? I don't want to trivialize anything because I know people are just dealing with so much, but whatever that is for you, what if, that's, that's the stuff that drives us batty and makes us stay in our heads. And we spend so much time in the what if, what if, what if, what if, don't just create a plan and get out, right? And do something different. Yes. On the other side of the sheet, I write what is. And that's Got it. the truth. Ooh. So the what okay. if are the things that I'm fearing that have not taken place. I've uh-huh. made a story about it. And then the what is, that's more powerful than what if. Because that's the truth. Like that is the yeah. truth. Those are the solutions. And so when I write out what if and I sit with it and I look at it and then next to it, I write what is, it usually gets me off the ledge. Yeah. Like eight times out of 10, it takes me off the ledge because I realize that my what ifs are so unfounded. Like they're, they're not based on anything but my fear. They're not based on yes. but the story that I made up. But the what is is like, oh, okay, so I'm not going to be homeless. I just have to stay here another week. If <laughs> You know, yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. what are you so concerned about? Or let's say you are up against something that's that deep because I've lived on my brother's couch. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a space, you know, in 2009 where I was chasing the power man, begging him to turn the lights back on because my daughter's milk was going to spoil if we yeah. power that night. So I've been ag- up against some real deal stuff. And yeah. The same is, you know, if, if, if that is the case, like if I am going to get put out of my place, I know people with couches who love mm-hmm. me, who will allow me to come and give me a grace, like give me a few weeks to figure it out. Give me yeah. a week to figure it out. And when I look at it that way, it's like, calm down and create the plan. Like, you know, calm down because as long as you're all pumped up on the what ifs, you never can settle into figuring the lesson of the blessing and creating the plan. Yeah. 
Well, I love that this is so practical and it's so grounded in routines that are, are things we can slowly add to our lives. I mean, someone might be overwhelmed by all those things. And I just think if you're t- working on one of those, you are on the right path mm-hmm. and you can always add like routines are buildable. You can always add in another routine, another habit, another way to dig your way out of it. But ultimately, Patrice, I think the root of everything you said here is resistance is based in fear. And when you can name the fear and face it and then uh, put, put the truth against it, then you're empowered to persist like you need to. And before, before we go, I wanted to know for you, what is on the other side of persistence? You know, a lot of my listeners might not own their own businesses, but they are working on themselves in many ways. So is there an example for you, perhaps in a personal development way, um, where you met some resistance and you got on the other side of it and, and why and how has that taught you that persistence through the resistance is, is important and valuable and worthy of taking on? Oh my gosh, there's so many ways. Every time I look back over my life and I look at the different um, hurdles I've overcome, which yeah. we call resistance, I always can see the why on the other side. I'm like, oh gosh, like my whole career mm. as America's Money Maven, uh, you know, really started out of me building a seven figure business straight out of college and then losing it all literally to the point of scraping up change. Um, mm. And that talk about resistance. I mean, yeah. I went from traveling the world and eating how I wanted to eat. <laughs> which yes. Is a big deal when you get down to the point of asking for food stamps and barely yeah. $130 a month in those. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, after going through all of that and being able to get up on the other side, I recognized that I was a real estate and mortgage broker. So while I had been very passionate about helping people with financial education, I knew I, I, I realized on the other side, I went through that so I could have the compassion that I have for people today. Like the hmm. reason that I do what I do and I keep showing up and the reason that I love on people the way that I do, Monica, is because of that season. And had I not had yeah. There's no way I could say the same things and I could, you know, still be writing books, I suppose, and doing what I'm doing. But I think that my work translates because people know it's sincere. Like they know that it's from a real place. Um, You know, when I'm out speaking and I'm hug people, they feel that I, I, if they say, oh my gosh, I'm going through this and that, or I'm sleeping on my brother's couch right now. They know when I hug them that that comes from a real, real, real place. Yeah. So to know. So it's that, become your superpower. Yeah. I mean, well, to know that this was on the other side, it made it all work. Is it something yeah. I wish on anyone? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't wish any of my hardest times on anyone, but I also know that persisting through them is what continues to make me who I am. And that I would not trade for anything. Yeah. Oh, Patrice, we cannot end on a better note. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for looking at your life as a story and one that you're the heroine of it and you're using all that you've gone through to keep you grounded and another level of success you're reaching now and how you're still blessing people through it. Um, I'm really grateful you took the time to be on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you for your support. 
That was such a great episode with Patrice. And the reason I chose it is because I think we have been facing so much resistance in the whole world, but also personally right now. And if you feel like you are being stretched and pulled in so many directions, whether you're learning new things about racism and you're really struggling to understand it better, maybe you are facing some hard uh, financial hardships with um, COVID-19 and the unknown of what the fall will bring, we are all being stretched and pulled. And I know that Patrice has been through so much in her life and she has so much wisdom to share that there was no one better than to help us approach this time in a way that we can learn and grow and stretch to be better instead of break and snapping. Now, I referenced Patrice in my episode last month, I believe, on um, what to do when you don't know what to do about racism. She shared a really incredible story of there being some white bystanders to a time where she experienced really explicit and awful racism. So if you want to hear more about that story, I would first encourage you to go to her Instagram feed. She has an IGTV video where she shares that story specifically. And you can also share, um, listen to that episode for the context in which I shared the story myself. But she really is just a remarkable woman and so giving. And I'm really, really grateful that we were able to have her on the show. Now, again, we're not going to do progress pointers this month since I'm taking a break, but you can go to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter to sign up for our weekly go-getter newsletter so that you don't feel so out of the loop with this community. And remember to submit your application to be a guest on the show. If you've ever listened to other people sharing things and you're like, well, I know all about this thing. I know all about working on my sleep habits. I know all about nutrition. I ran a triathlon when I had no business doing so. Um, I changed the way I was parenting with my kids. There are so many different ways that you have expertise. You have your own progress story that we need to hear from. And the Dear Progressor episode is definitely the great bite-sized way to do that. But I want to have a formal interview at least every other month with a member from this community, a whole episode with one of you. So please go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to learn how. I'm so grateful you are here. This community keeps me going. I'm also grateful for this break because it means I am working super hard on making what we have coming in the fall excellent and really valuable and serving you in the the ways you are needing. And it's also giving me uh, a mental and emotional break I need so that I can come back fully swinging. And I'm, I'm ready for it and I'm excited for it. So thank you for being here, for supporting the show, for sharing it, for leaving ratings and reviews so we can keep going during this month of Encores. I will leave you here. Remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.